The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. At MGM Sports, and of course, Knicks fans have to be happy right now. 106-104 against the Philadelphia 76ers. How great is that? I don't know about you. I did not expect the 76ers team to start off the season 4-6. and six, That's for sure. Uh, but uh, but the Knicks are sitting at 4-4. Four and four. And, uh, and just to recap, I know we just got done with the uh, the Knicks postgame show, but uh, you got Brunson with 23 points and uh, seven assists, six rebounds. R.J. Barrett with 22 and, uh, and nine rebounds. Julius Randle with 10 rebounds, 17 points. So all three obviously contributing, as well as uh, Toppin off the bench with 17 points, which is fantastic. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, you know, you've got uh, you've got a 76ers team that uh, is reeling right now. Uh, like I said, did not expect them to start the season four and six. And in, in fact, true transparency, um, pick the 76ers to win the championship this year. So we'll see what happens. Can they turn around? Uh, we'll find out. Only time will tell. Another interesting NBA game tonight um, that I was... <laughs> that I was not a winner for, and I'm trying to pull up the stats here, and for whatever reason, they're not coming up, and I apologize. But that's the Brooklyn Nets over Washington and the Wizards. How about this 128 to 86? Of course, we've got uh, Tom and Julian who are producing the show. Guys, I don't know about you. Like, I was, especially after everything that's been happening, you know, we know that uh, Kyrie Irving now has been suspended a few games. Uh Curry's wasn't playing because of an ankle. We know that um, Ben Simmons is out as well. So uh, just the fact that, uh, you know, and, and, and I lost here. I mean, I put money down on the Wizards tonight uh, because of everything that's uh, that's been going on with the Nets and, of course, all the drama surrounding Kyrie Irving. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'll use the word shocked that the Brooklyn Nets and KD came out and beat Washington 128 to 86. Are you kidding me? Like, doesn't that, I mean, is, is that not the most shocking game of the night? I don't know about shocking, but I mean, it puts a smile on my face as a Nets fan. So, you know what? I mean, I'm pretty happy about it no matter what. KD made the guy break his ankles. I forget who it was in the paint. I mean, somebody already posted a picture of that on Twitter. I'd love it if somebody hung that in the Louvre somewhere uh, because it was a fantastic image that will uh, hopefully forever be planted in my mind. But uh, because this net season probably isn't going to go so well, eh, that's probably not going to be the case. I'm probably going to forget about it in like by the weekend. I just, again, like because of everything that, that this Nets organization is, you know, they lose, not lose, but the Nets organization in, in, in Nash decide to part ways. So, you know, there's that transition in regard to like not having like, you know, the head coach that you've had for the past year plus um, Kyrie being suspended, no, no Curry, no Simmons. You know, I just, I will use the word shocked. Like it's, it's, it's one thing if, if the Nets were to like, beat Washington by like a point or two, but 128 to 86 with all that drama, with all that that they've been dealing with, with all that they've been been going through. I, I don't like to me, it's I, I, again, I don't use the word shocking that often. Um, 
I, I will use the word shocked. I am shocked by the score tonight. But you know what? Great, great, great for the Nets. That's for sure. Uh, as we know, they've been going through a lot. We've got a great show lined up for you. Of course, it's Weekend Wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Cynthia Freeland is going to be joining us on the show momentarily. We're going to be talking all things NFL, getting you ready for the Jets and the Buffalo Bills. As we know, the Giants, they are on a bye. Okay, I look at this slate. Am I... Am I excited about the slate this week in regard to the NFL? I can't say I am. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of matchups here. There's a lot of teams this week that, uh, to me, are like, like for example, the Bucks and the Rams. Who would have? Who would have? Let's be honest, right? Like, who would have thunk last season to be anticipating at this point in time in this season in 2022? That we would look at a Bucks Rams matchup and be ho hum about it. Like I'm, I'm not. I, I don't know about you, but like, and Tom, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to get your like. Uh, and and Julian, of course, is 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 also helping produce the show tonight. I'm not racing to the TV <laughs> to to watch the Bucks and the Rams play this season. I, I'm just, I'm not. I mean, both teams are are equally horrible, right? You think the Bucks are horrible, even though they're starting undefeated right now? Is that what you're saying? The the Tampa Bay Bucks? Oh. They're what do you mean undefeated? <laughs> I, I had the Milwaukee Bucks on my mind. I am so oh, sorry. Oh, you're I'm, thinking. Oh, you're I'm, thinking. I'm you're sorry. thinking. I'm sorry. I, I made I made the trans <laughs> I made the transition. I made the transition from from NBA to to NFL, so I can understand oh, where you oh, why no, you no, thought no. I was still on NBA. No, no, no. I'm talking. Uh, Cynthia Freeland is going to be joining us about five minutes, uh, so I- I'm excited to get her on. We're going to be do- we're going to be doing a deep dive into the NFL, and uh, and obviously the Jets taking on the Bills. But like I'm looking at the slate, and my point is like there's just no there's no games here on this slate this week that excite me, and one would one would think that a Los Angeles Rams defending Super Bowl champs, right, against a Tampa Bay Bucks team with Tom Brady would be the premier game. And I have no desire to watch it. Like, both teams are just equally as horrible. Yeah, now, see, now that I know where you're going and I'm off the mind of doing a Knicks game, now I can agree with you. That should be the game of the week. It's the 425 slate, obviously. That's exactly. what the NFL thought would be the game of the week. But with these two teams, honestly... The more off-field antics that's going on are probably more entertaining than the on-field antics that's going on, at least in the Buccaneers' case, because everything that's happened with Tom Brady over the past who knows how long after his divorce with Giselle. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at the slate right now, Anita. Titans-Chiefs at 820 or Bills-Jets are probably the two most exciting games that stick out to me at the very least. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, I, I mean, it just, it goes to show you, and, and this is why I believe the NFL is king, right? And and that's the parody each and every season. It's the parody when it comes to the NFL. Because, um, so so Chargers, Atlanta, Miami and Chicago, Chicago, some, apparently, by the way, keep in mind, some horrible weather conditions that are going to be hitting you know, our country 
the Saturday and Sunday. So you want to make sure if you're going to be gambling on college football, you want to make sure that uh, you're you're well aware of, of what's happening in regard to uh, what, no pun intended, <laughs> you want to be well aware of what's happening weather-wise uh, in those in those states and in those cities, as well as when we get into Sunday as well. Chicago winds are supposed to be up to 25 miles per hour. So what does that mean? The team that runs the football the best is going to have the advantage. And obviously that's the Chicago Bears as opposed to the Miami Dolphins. So keep that in mind. Um, Again, like, yeah, all right. Buffalo at New York, uh, the Jets, their defense has been spectacular offensively are they going to be able to stay lockstep with the Buffalo Bills with Zach Wilson obviously not um you know I, I'm just I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Seattle Arizona the most exciting four o'clock game like are you more excited to okay uh $500 please Alex Trebek god bless um you know things I never thought would come out of my mouth I'm more excited to watch the Seattle Seahawks take on the Arizona Cardinals at four o'clock on Sunday than I am the Rams and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. Is, is that is is that crazy for me to say? It's, Tom, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's not crazy, but even still, I think I would rather still see the Rams and the Bucks, though. I think that's still you the just want to you want to watch a train wreck. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm I I can watch a train wreck on TV <laughs> if it's teams. I because that's I'm, it. You want to watch a train wreck, dude? Exactly. You know what? I I don't want to see Geno Smith on my TV again. He defeated my Giants last week. Get out of here. I don't care about Kyler Murray. He's probably focused more on Call of Duty at this point than he is this season. <laughs> I'd rather see a train wreck. I want to see Rams and Bucks. I'd rather see that as my four o'clock sleep. You're hilarious. Um, quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network is going to join us. Um, she's typically on with me on Saturdays, but she's joining us tonight because I'm off tomorrow. Hey, I think you're, you're off tomorrow as well, right, Tom? I am. Yeah. So we're both off tomorrow. I don't even, I don't, I don't have a plan. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to roll with it. We, we do have Tennessee and Georgia, number one and number two that play tomorrow. What a treat that is around three 30. Uh, we'll have some picks and plays for you in that matchup as well. Jimmy Wright from the Elias Sports Bureau is going to join us on the show as well at some point in time. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, is going to be joining us on the show as well. But when we get back, Cynthia Freeland will dive into some NFL talk. We'll find out how is she, how is she playing this Jets-Bills game on Sunday. Uh, we'll dive into all that next. Again, is We Can Wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. That music only means one thing. It's Cynthia Freeland. I know it's 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 a different time slot, but I'm not on on Saturdays. So I reached out to her. I said, hey, you want to jump on with us on Friday night? She said, of course, because she's just spectacular. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joins us now here on 98.7 ESPN. As we can wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Cynthia, how are you doing this evening, my friend? I'm great. Happy evening to you. It's nice to talk to you at night. A little Friday night hang for us. It is. It's different, right? It's like a different vibe. I feel like I feel like we need to like open up a, like a bottle of bubbly or something and just like sit back and like talk talk shop. Love it. <laughs> All right, let's let's dive right into it. Uh, the Buffalo Bills coming here to New York to take on the Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 Uh, the Jets getting 11.5 as it is right now. This line at one point in time was 13.5. Uh, it dropped down to 12. Now it's at 11.5. So it kind of gives you an idea of where the public money is flowing. Um, the over-under is at 46. Any play here in this matchup? I think it's probably a little bit – I mean, I'm looking more at individual performances in this one than I am in a particular score just because – at least right now, there just feels like there's a lot of injuries, different things that aren't happening or may happen or questionable, and all of these things are just like, I mean, you're at such a big number that it feels uncertain. So for me, I'm looking at, like, like is Sauce Gardner going to line up against Stephon Diggs? What's going to happen? Like, who's going to score the points for each team? So I'm kind of more on individual performances rather than, you know, the, the overall score because it's just, like I said, it's all, like you said, it's all over the place, and that makes me feel uncertain. So very interesting because like I, I'm I'm so intrigued with the whole like Stefan Diggs against Sauce Gardner, but the more I, I, I do research into this matchup, Stefan Diggs has been playing a, a pretty solid percentage of routes out of the slot, which we don't exactly. see Sauce Gardner. Right, see yeah, other. yeah. So uh, so with that being said, like over under in yeah, regard no, to receptions, gonna, just- receiving yards. For uh, for for Stefan Diggs, are are you playing that at all? I mean, I think that's the one, and I also, I think the touchdown is the one that I feel most certain about. So I like the touchdown in this matchup. I think that Stefan Diggs, you know, the connection with Josh Allen, I think that happens. So that's where I would go with it more than the specific number of you know, like I think I have something like seven ninety five and a touchdown for Diggs. So you can get Stefan Diggs to score touchdown at minus 110, which typically means um, you're laying $110 down to win $100. Not so bad, um, if, if that's how Cynthia sees this playing out. Uh, my play here is the under. I, I, I think, listen, Zach Wilson has just been god-awful, and this Jets defense has been superb. So to me, that just adds up as the under at 46. That's, that's my play here. Would you would you lay money on that? You know, I don't like playing under because I like for whatever reason I don't like I don't like. Did we did we just lose Cynthia? 
I think I we know. did. Not as much fun. Oh, there you are. We we just we lost you for a quick second. I'm sorry. What did you say? You oh. you don't like playing? Oh, I'm so sorry about that. It, no, that's okay. So it's so funny. Like, I don't like playing unders either. Like, people all the time are like, why do you take so many overs? And I always say, because I, I like to root for players. I want I want, to, yeah. I want to root for players to do well. I don't want to root for players to do poorly. So I guess I'm, I'm more, I lean more towards betting the overs than I do the unders. Although there are a few unders yeah. that I do play. Um, yeah. Right, but like that—that's a motivational yeah. factor. Anyway, in, in this matchup, I, I I do like the under. You know, prior to you joining us, uh, we were talking about the slate this this week, and and like nothing nothing jumps out to me in regard to like the can't miss game. Um. So so let's let's talk about some of the like. I I will say this though, there are a lot of home dogs that I think can pull mm-hmm. some upsets. Let, let's start first and foremost with the Chicago Bears. Uh, they are getting four at home against the Miami Dolphins. Weather conditions here, Cynthia, are supposed to be absolutely horrific. Up to 25 mile per hour wins. I think the team that runs the ball better does win. A part of me is like leaning towards the Bears getting four points. Do you like the dog in this fight? You know what? I don't because I don't like that they don't have Roquan Smith. I think that that's going to be a big problem. They're they're not going to easily fill that role. I understand that like maybe he wasn't happy, blah blah blah, but he's still playing at a really really high level. They also don't have Robert Quinn. Like so, they're missing some key pieces on the defense, which means I think it means a monster game for Raheem Mostert. So uh, to me, I the same logic, but I'm just backing into the result in a different way because I just see it as huge advantage for this Dolphins team that has been finding a win. I, I, I get it. Weather being bad is a big factor. Totally understand. But I don't know. I think this means a lot of Mostert. They, I, I trust Mike McDaniel to figure out how to do some, some rushing. The Washington Commanders at home getting three, a much different team now with Heineke quarterbacking. Minnesota Vikings coming in. Any play there for Washington? I'm all in on the Vikings to actually like win by just at least a touchdown for a couple of reasons. But the first one is I just I love Taylor Heineke like chucking it all over the yard and trying to like, you know, these like sort of almost Hail Marys to to Terry McLaurin. It's awesome for my fantasy team, but it's not a great strategy against this defense that has been getting better and improving. I mean I, as much as I like, wasn't necessarily like I thought that the Vikings would be a wild card participant in the playoffs. Like they are exceeding expectations, and I do think that they could control a lot with with what's going on. With you know, I think Justin Jefferson, this is like a breakout moment for him, and then they could control the clock with Dalvin Cook. The Atlanta Falcons at home getting three. Uh, this is the play that I will make, uh, just because the Chargers are just god awful against the run, and Atlanta. It just plays into exactly what they do and how well they do it. So I, I do like Atlanta at home. And, 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 yes, thank you very much. I will take the three points. What say you? You know, this one I don't have as much of a lean on, mostly because, you know, look, you saw a lot of people are injured. Keenan Allen not playing. Mike Williams not playing. But they did have that extra week. And I do think Justin Herbert getting healthier, maybe that's something that will change. Like, I think what, like when I modeled it out, I think I have like the Chargers by one point, so not a convincing win. 
So I do think if you're getting three points, then that would maybe that would imply that I like the Falcons in this game with the three point advantage. I guess I don't trust anything to do with it though, because when you get a secondary as banged up as the Falcons secondary is, if for some reason like Austin Eckler, it just feels like one of those games where you're like, okay, well they didn't even have anyone, and somehow like Josh Palmer just like crushed everyone's soul in this one. Um, you've got a Jacksonville Jaguars team that's home getting two against the Raiders who could do nothing. I mean, we didn't see them do anything last week. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars team to me has to be one of the most unluckiest teams in the NFL. They can move the ball 80, 90 yards, but when they get in the red zone, for whatever reason, Trevor Lawrence turns it over. Meanwhile, the Raiders have to be one of the worst red zone defenses in the NFL Again, another home dog that I do like. Do you have a I'm play with you on this one? I think, yeah, Travis Etienne. I think that this is the this is the Jags moment. I think it's going to be. I don't think we're going to see a shutout again like we did last week. I just don't like the interior of that O line for the Raiders at all, and their secondary. If you look at like the like the amount of additional fantasy points per game, like the average increase that quarterbacks get when they face the Raiders, it's like plus nine or nine and a half fantasy points. So, I mean, not suggesting you should necessarily play Trevor Lawrence, but that's a pretty telling thing right there when you have a lot of different (laughs) people that factor into that crazy uptick in fantasy points. That's a lot. Prior to you coming on, we were talking about the Rams and the Bucks, and and I said, you know, who would have thunk at this point in time in the season, I would be like humdrum, the Rams and the Bucks. Like I have no, like I'd, I, I'm more excited to watch Seattle play Arizona than I am the Rams, than I am the Rams playing the Bucks. With that being said, though, I have a slight lean towards the Bucks, just because yeah. in marinating this for a minute, I'm sure you know this, even with Aaron, Aaron Donald, the Rams have the least pressure rate against opposing quarterbacks. And if you don't pressure Tom Brady, he's going to eat you. He's, he's going to eat you alive. So um, I, I do have a slight lean here for the Bucks. What 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 what's your play here if you have one? I'm with you. I think I have a four point win for the Bucks primarily because the Bucks feel like they're like a a little bit of a run game, a, a slight advantage in the run game ahead of the Rams in a lot of different categories. I mean, Aaron Donald is great, and I will never I will never take anything away from him. But the effectiveness of that defense together has not been anything like we've seen. So, you know, I, I just don't think this is a scenario where I think this is one of those scenarios where, like, you see Leonard Fournette looks great and they don't make these weird plays where they have, like, an unsuccessful run and then follow it with, like, another unsuccessful run and then follow that with, like, a third down, like, screen pass for, you know, one-yard game. Like, I don't, I don't think you're going to see that game script anymore either. One of my favorite plays is Tennessee-Kansas City. Uh, this is the Sunday night game. I like the over at 45-and-a-half. Uh, everything that I'm hearing is that uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to play. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to play. Kansas City, this is a great matchup for them. Both these teams score a lot of touchdowns, uh, especially when they get two of the best offenses when they get into the red zone. So I really like the over here at 45-and-a-half. What say you? I'm with you. I think... You know, I think I have like a 31-19, 31-something like that score in this one. I don't think it's going to be a situation where 
you know, the, the Chiefs are going to be subject to the ball control type of offense that the Titans want to play. But I do think Derrick Henry has a good game, and I also think Patrick Mahomes has a good game. I think this is one that's a bit more of a track meet than the last time that they met, and I don't think it's going to be something where, unfortunately, I don't think Tennessee's going to be able to control the line of scrimmage like they want, especially considering their secondary is the most generous to deep passes and completion percentage, passer rating, and yards per attempt. Before we let you go, we always like to talk about uh, the the fantasy football landscape, um, and and there's there's a lot happening, right? Like again, for for the Chargers, doesn't sound like Keenan Allen's going to play or Mike Williams, so therefore Josh Palmer could be a great play this week. Um, you know, so so let let's break down as always. We we love to hear your uh, your insight in regard to some of the players that are flying a little bit low on the radar, and as always, we like to start off. With the quarterbacks, who are you eyeing right now? I think I, I think I like a little bit of that revenge narrative, and I think Kirk Cousins is flying, especially like on DFS sites. I think he's way too low in a situation where you remember the Commanders traded away one of their pieces of their secondary. Yes, they're they're good up front ish, but they're not anywhere near the type of back end that could stop Justin Jefferson, et cetera. So I think Kirk Cousins is is in line for a much bigger day than maybe you expect. In regard to running backs. Who do you like? I mean, let's, I'm still playing until Ken Walker gets priced right on DFS sites. I'm still playing him. Same with Travis Etienne. And actually, I, I know this isn't going to be like the nicest thing to say, but I think the game script could also dictate that Devin Singletary would have a really nice day as well. And obviously you're playing anyone. If you can get A.J. Dillon or you can get Aaron Jones in anything, like do, lots of shares of them because I think this Packers situation is they're going to use all of their running backs to just slaughter the, the Lions. Uh, and, and just going back to that Minnesota Vikings Washington game, surprised in regard to how it's just it's so interesting to me. Quarterback comes in, you know, it's his style, it's his way, it's his vibe, and all of a sudden Antonio Gibson is now relevant again. Like really? <laughs> so why wasn't he relevant before? I, you know, I just, I, you know, I, I just uh, that's one of my favorite prop bets out there is 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 Gibson over receptions over receiving yards. It just seems like now with Heineke Love in it. there, as opposed to Wins, yep. now all of a sudden, you know, so so here we are thinking like, oh, you know, Antonio Gibson's washed up. No, it's not about him being washed up. It's it's about a quarterback's comfortability, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so I do like that, and and I'm I'm with you with uh, ATN. I I just I, I think he's going to have a mod. By the way, the over under in regard to his total rushing and receiving yards is one hundred four point five. I'm on the over. I, I think I think he's I think he's just going to crush it. I think he's going to be the number one running back uh, this week in fantasy. In regard to wide receivers, uh, outside of Josh Palmer, who I think everybody, including my grandmother, has texted me about. Um, who who are, who are you looking at? Don't forget about these Carolina receivers. I still think DJ Moore is a great pick again. Cincinnati is going to be without like every single person on their defense. They have so many players out. And we saw P.J. Walker be pretty effective. So I like the D.J. Moore. I don't think he's going to have any weird helmet things. It doesn't really affect your fantasy lineups either. And if you're looking in, in season long, because this week is – very difficult on wide receivers. You could even consider Terrace Marshall Jr. Like that that's a good one as well. Um with with Carolina, you mean? Yep. Love it. Love it. And last but not least, tight ends. 
You know, tight end's interesting. I, I, I keep saying Evan Ingram, and until he gets priced right, I'm going to keep saying it. This is a really good opportunity for him in that short game. He's such a reliable option for Trevor Lawrence that it's just it's hard to, like, deny that that's a great pick always. I actually also think, like, it's going to sound a little crazy, but, you know, you could consider, you know, the Cole Komet, too, in Chicago. You talk about the weather in Miami. He rates a little bit higher than a very low salary that he has as well. And same with Noah Fant. He comes up pretty high for me, too, in Seattle. Fantastic. Great stuff as always, Cynthia. Always appreciate you when you join us again off tomorrow. So, um, so, so kind of you to adjust your Friday night. I, I'm sure you're, you're uber busy. And so just know how much uh, we appreciate uh, your, you know, you joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you so much, my friend. Of course. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your morning off. Go do something fun. <laughs> Soul cycle. That's where I'll be. Uh, Cynthia, thank you so much. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Bye. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on uh, on, on 98.7 ESPN Weekend Wager. Uh, feeding the people some bets heading into Sunday as well as fantasy. Always great. Weekend Wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Anita Marks with you. We'll be right back here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. At MGM Sports, I just want to remind you a few things. Like Number one, this season marks the 50th anniversary of the New York Islanders hockey team, of course, to help celebrate uh, we're giving away tickets to the November 10th matchup against Arizona and uh, at the UBS Arena. So to enter, download the free ESPN New York app, scroll down to contests, submit your entry, brought to you by the New York Islanders, Avi. Uh, join in on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets to uh, the New York Islanders.com. For full contest rules, go to New e- go to ESPN New York. Dot com. Also, we've been talking about it a lot this week, and for good reason. Coming up on November 18th, the Michael, Sh- Michael K. Show is celebrating their 20th anniversary on ESPN New York with a live broadcast after the party at the Palladium uh, in, in Times Square. So uh, leading up to the event, listen to DiPietro and Rothenberg early in the morning and the Michael K. Show in the afternoon for your chance to win $1,000 per show. How great's that? The K. Show 20th anniversary party is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping New York chill. That's cool. And Tullamore Dew, when it's time to celebrate, it's Tully time, baby. Uh, for details on how you could win or to purchase tickets, go to the event or go to kshow20.com. Again, kshow20.com. And... I'm being told that Sauce Gardner is going to be there as well. How great is that? Go get an autograph from Sauce Gardner. Why not? All right. Uh, we just heard from uh, Cynthia Freeland. Really quick, I just want to go over. I typically do this on Sunday morning, so I'll probably do this again. But just to kind of get you in the know, uh, some of the players out there and some of the latest, uh, if, if you do play fantasy football, P.J. Walker expected to start for uh, Carolina. 
Uh, Ryan uh, Tannehill expected to, sp- to start for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Deshaun Watson is expected back week 13 against the Texans. I'm just saying you've got some room on your roster. I'd pick him up now and stash him and store him. You know, that way you got him for like week 13, 14, obviously, I want to say, right? 15, 16, 17. So, so you got him for week 13, 14, 15 starts playoffs, 15, 16 is playoffs, 17th is, uh, is championship. So you get him there for a few weeks. So if you've got room in your roster, I think now's the time to pick up Deshaun Watson. Jonathan Taylor is out. Dion Jackson, hopefully you were uh, you were active and attractive and you were able to pick him up quickly this week. Uh, more than likely, he's going to get the start. Interesting to see what happens. Uh, DeAndre Swift is going to be a game-time decision, for, so hopefully you've got uh, Jay Will on your bench waiting for that decision to be made. Gus Edwards not expected to play, so uh, Kenyon Drake would be the running back that you'd want in that backfield for the Baltimore Ravens. Hubbard is out. So another big day for Foreman. Cam Akers joins the Rams crew practice squad. Will he play this week? He's expected to. How many carries does he get? I have no idea. That's just, that's a complete poop show. Let's be honest. Uh, James Conner is a game times came game. Say it, Anita game time decision. So, Eno Benjamin, uh, you want on your roster as well. Uh, Cordero Patterson is expected to come off of IR. Will he be on a pitch count? That is a possibility. Keep that in mind. In regard to wide receivers, Cooper Cup expected to play, but he is dealing with an ankle issue. So how productive is he going to be against a Bucks team that gets two of their starting corners back? That could be dangerous. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are out. I love me some Josh Palmer this week, but I know I'm not breaking news there. Everybody loves Josh Palmer this week. Um, Rashad Bateman is out, and I'm being told that also Mark Andrews is out. So Duvernay, as well as likely, could be sneaky good plays for you in fantasy. Uh, Robbie Anderson getting up to speed in regard to what's going on in Arizona. Um, Michael Thomas has been put on IR as well, so he's going to be out. Trying to think who else. Herb Smith, as we know, he's out. But, of course, uh, the Minnesota Vikings team traded for TJ Hawkinson. Isn't that that a little surprising that the Detroit Lions traded TJ to the Minnesota Vikings in the same division? You don't – I'm just – you don't see that often, okay? You don't see a team – Two teams within the division make a trade that's going to make the other team better. <laughs> just that, that just doesn't happen often. Just saying. So I, I think that's it in regard to what you need to be in the know about when it comes to fantasy. Also, keep in mind, you've got six teams on a bye. Dallas Giants, Pittsburgh, 49ers, the Broncos, and the Browns. Six teams. On a, doesn't the NFL know we play fantasy football and you should have no more than four teams on a bye? What's up with that? I don't know. But anyway, it is what it is. Quick break. We come back. Uh, well, let's do a deeper dive into what's going on in the NFL. I'll give you my picks and my plays. We'll talk some college football. Also, uh, game six of the World Series. If you listen to the show, you know I said Houston and six. 
Sure enough, I, I do believe they get the deal done tomorrow night. We'll dive into that as well. Anita Marks with you this week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk, believe in your game, believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. It's Tua talking Super Bowl. Slow your roll, dude. Slow your roll. <laughs> um, the Miami Dolphins are in Chicago this week. Chicago is a home dog getting four. Weather conditions not great. Uh, I'm on Chicago here uh, getting the four. Just saying. Like, let, let somebody else talk about how good you are. Let somebody else talk about how the Miami Dolphins potentially could win the Super Bowl. You don't talk about it. That's just my two cents. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm superstitious. I'm superstitious that way. Uh, by the way, in the break, Tom's producing the show, um, you know, along with Julian. And, and we were talking about Aaron Judge and we were talking about the Yankees. And I, I just want to have this conversation on air. Very interesting, right? Because um, we were talking about the would you rather the Yankee we're talking about Aaron Judge right because we saw we heard the promo we heard the commercial for him now would you rather have and you're you're in just full disclosure right you're a Yankees fan would you rather have the Yankees make it to the postseason each and every year but not win or win a World Series and not make it back to the postseason in in five or seven years Okay, see, you didn't say the World Series part when we were talking in the break. You just said you, we were just talking hypotheticals with Aaron Judge. I believe that if they have Aaron Judge on their roster, they should be a surefire playoff team for the next several years. Now, if you're going to ask me the question of if they win a World Series in that span, then yeah, I'm okay with missing the playoffs, knowing they'll win that World Series. But I, either way, like, I mean, I'd rather be a winner then not make the postseason at the very least. But at the same time, we're in it to win World Series. Now, when it comes to Aaron Judge, Anita, we were hearing that Barton Hahn commercial. By the way, you can listen to them here on 98.7 ESPN every uh, weekday. Uh, from Shameless plug, not shameless so shameless. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? The company would be proud of that. Yeah, um, very. So they were talking about Aaron Judge checking all the right boxes. And Anita, you were saying that he doesn't check all the right boxes. Because now, he doesn't perform in the postseason. And so that's my take here. You're going to pay a dude $40 million a year who wets the bed in the postseason? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm he, not. He's the MVP this year, Anita. 10.6 war on the year, 62. One eight, a 182 batting average in the postseason, Tom. And guess what? 182. If, if we didn't have Aaron Judge, this team what, what, would what probably do you, miss but, the postseason. Based again, on they again the this, this goes to our conversation in the break. And our conversation in the break was, would you rather go to the postseason each and every year because, you know, he, he's hitting 62 home runs in the regular season. But once you get into the postseason, you're going up against some of the best starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. He wets the bed. And he's batting 182. And? And you're going to pay him $40 million. Do you know what you know what type of starting pitching you can get at $40 million a year? Tell me. Who can I get? Are you going to say Jacob DeGrom? Because I don't want to pay him $40 million. Dude's like 36 years old. 
he's one lap accident away from probably having the end of his career. He gets hurt so much. I, I wasn't going to say Jacob Degrom. I, oh. I wasn't going to give you any names. I'm just saying, like uh, based based on on the salaries that are out there uh, around Major League Baseball, you can get a better rotation for your bang more a better rotation bang for your buck than you are paying for a forty million dollar a year player who in the postseason bats 182. That's my point. See, if we're going to spread the wealth, I'd rather spread it into the offense. I think, honestly, the pitching was pretty solid for the most part in the rotation. Now, there were some fumbles, I can admit, but I think for the most part, the pitching did itself well that it led this team and gave them a shot to win in the second half the majority of the time compared and your to the bullpen? offense. Really? Your, you think your bullpen bu- okay, did the, as well? The bullpen... Okay, the bullpen has some holes. There were some okay. uh, very Aroldis I mean, Chapman-sized holes. That that can use some fixing. I will agree with dude, there are some holes come on, there. But man. I'm saying the pitching is in better shape than the offense, I believe, is my ultimate point there. And if you want to spread the wealth, then yeah. If you wanted to go out and get like a Trey Turner and maybe another productive bat, and you got two superstars instead of Aaron Judge, then maybe I can accept that. But anything short of an Aaron Judge-type player is a failed offseason, in my opinion, especially because a- you know you've got possibly the future captain, if you already didn't consider him the captain, of the New York Yankees in free agency. Just out of curiosity, like, wh- why didn't the Yankees get Mancini? Because, uh, you know, McCormick had that amazing catch in the outfield, but in my opinion, Mancini was the play of the series. Uh, that that burner down the first base line. Um, wh- why, what, what happened? Why, why didn't the Yankees get Mancini? Cause I know they wanted him. They could. Is it, is it Cashman? Like just wouldn't tap into that. Well, so it, it, impressive farm system. What, why did Mancini uh, go to the Astros as opposed to the Yankees? So let's break it down this way. By the way, Trey Mancini zero hits in the uh, postseason. Just wanted to point. Doesn't that matter. Out his. I just, his wanted, I just wanted to point that out. I'm there no, no, but I'm just like that defensive stop. That was yes. it. That was the series. That so, defensive stop was the series, dude. Let's be honest. So Trey, it was, I I understand that, and that's perfectly acceptable. Trey mm-hmm. Mancini, we got to keep in mind, was a Baltimore Oriole to start the year. The Orioles mm-hmm. are in the same division as the Yankees, so the Orioles probably don't want to trade within their division, especially when they had a winning record at that time at the trade deadline, or if they didn't have a winning record at the time, then they were winning at the time. So why would you age your direct rival in your division when you can go out and trade them to somewhere else? Also, keep in mind that uh, Mancini could also be a first baseman, and primarily I'd put him in right field. In right field, you had Aaron Judge or Oswaldo Cabrera at the end of the year, not necessarily at the deadline. I don't know if Cabrera was up on the team, but first base at the time you had Anthony Rizzo still there, and theoretically you could put Aaron Judge out there, so I don't know if he would have been necessarily the greatest fit. That being said, he probably still could have been a DH and obviously slotted in somewhere, especially when people got hurt, but my big thing would probably be that he was an Oriole and they wouldn't want to trade in division. Okay. All right. That's fair. I hear you. Uh, meanwhile, let me give you my, uh, my World Series pick. Uh, if you did listen to the show, hopefully you did. I told you uh, the Houston Astros in six. Sure enough, I do believe that does happen tomorrow night. I think they end the series 4-2. Um, I'm going to double down. I'm going to play them on the money line at minus 150. Why? Home field, obviously, the next two weeks, or the next two games, I should say, going in with momentum because they've won the last two. 
Valdez is going to be pitching. He's got a 1-4-2 ERA in the postseason. Last time he went up against the Phillies, he only allowed one run. In two straight games, he's pitched against the Phillies, 19 strikeouts. I'm telling you, Tom, this is what wins championships, okay? It's dudes like Valdez, not Garrett Cole who needs the sticky stuff. I'm just saying. Uh, and then, of course, uh, for the Phillies against left-handed pitchers, they're 6-for-38 in their last two games against Southpaws. Wheeler, his velocity is down. Keep in mind, he was on the IL uh, with that forearm injury back in September. Has it flared up again? Possibly. His last game, his last start against the, uh, against the Astros, he gave up six hits in four runs. So, again, I'm thrilled. It looks like my series futures bet is going to hit tomorrow with Valdez and the Astros winning the World Series. And I'm going to double down, and I'm going to take the Houston Astros on the money line at minus 150. I hate to say it. I know everybody hates the Astros. It's not about, I'm not rooting for the team. I'm not a fan of the Astros. In fact, I was more of a fan of of the Phillies because I think their storyline is better. But, you know, this is just about winning money. Okay? That's really what it's about. Uh, and, and, And this is We Can Wager. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. We get back. um, I'll give you some of my favorite NFL as well as college football plays heading into Saturday and Sunday. We got a big one coming up. 3.30 is kickoff for Tennessee and Georgia. Number one against number two. What's my play there? Stay tuned. I got one for you. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Kadarius Tony traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, expected to be active. How attractive is he going to be? Only time will tell. So uh, so let's get into some of the, 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 uh, the bets that I like heading into uh, this week in the NFL as well as college. Uh, Tennessee and Kansas City. Let's start right there. I love the over in this matchup. Kansas City coming off of a bye, ready to to rip it and grip it, or grip it and rip it, really, is is the phrase. Uh, especially with Kadarius Toney, along with Juju, Kelsey, Pacheco. And, and this is a fantastic matchup against the Tennessee Titans defense that is just not great. Kansas City scores a touchdown on almost 40% of their offensive drives. Both teams are number one and number two ranked in the NFL in red zone conversion rate. And get this, Tennessee is the only team remaining in the NFL that is 100% scoring a touchdown when they're goal to go. How about that? So, and uh, and Ryan Tannehill as well as Derrick Henry are expected to play for Tennessee this week. So I do like the over 46 in that matchup. As I mentioned earlier, in, in regard to some dogs, Atlanta getting the points against the Chargers. The Chargers... No Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. Their defense, uh, one of the worst defenses against the run. They're actually they're actually they're giving up more yards after contact than any team in the NFL, and that really plays into what the Atlanta Falcons do well, and that is running the football, especially with Marcus Mariota. Uh, Cordell Patterson is is expected to come off of IR. How much playing time will he get? Only time will tell, but. I really do like Atlanta getting the points. And, oh, by the way, I like the over at 49 and a half. Um, also, I mentioned this earlier, I do like the Bucks 
minus two and a half, minus three in some places. I also like the under at 42 and a half, the under at 42 and a half. Uh, This is a Chargers team. Even if Cooper Cup does play, keep in mind he's dealing with an ankle issue, so I don't expect him to be uh, to to not dedicate, but but not be that productive uh, for their offense. And they're they're really what are they working with? I mean, Cooper Cup is their offense. Here's here's an interesting stat for you. Neither the Bucks or the Rams have had a rushing play that has gone more than twenty yards by a running back. Marinating that for a minute. The reason I'm leaning towards the Bucks is because even with Aaron Donald, this is a Rams team that is last, dead last in the NFL in QB pressure rate. So you're not getting pressure on Tom Brady. He's going to eat you alive, um, especially everything he's going going through. The Bucks they limit turnovers. They avoid sacks. And, oh, by the way, they're getting their two starting corners back, um, Davis as well as Murphy uh, bunt, Bunting. So uh, they're getting healthier in the secondary as well. So I, I do like the Tampa Bay Bucks, and uh, and last but not least, in regards to the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars getting the points. Why? The Raiders, twenty uh, eighth worst red zone defense in the NFL, giving up eleven touchdowns in the red zone. Um, they're also only less than two sacks plus turnovers per game. So I think Trevor Lawrence has his way. With the Raiders, I love Christian Kirk over 53 and a half receiving yards. And my favorite play, especially in DFS and fantasy, is ATN uh, going up against the Raiders, who are giving up 150 yards per game. They're also ranked 31st in the NFL against receiving running backs in the NFL. So I think ATN has a field day against this Raiders defense. A uh, big College football game happening tomorrow, 3.30 is kickoff. So let me get this right. You're telling me that I can get the number one team in the country voted by the committee, quote unquote, with eight points. Okay, yeah, sign me up. Give me Tennessee. I know the world's on Tennessee, and you know what? So am I. Put me in that 85, 86 percentile of people who are wagering on Tennessee, getting the eight, Listen, they've won five games against ranked teams. Hooker and Hyatt exposed Alabama's secondary with five touchdowns. Listen, Georgia's defense is good. They're not great. They're going to be without Nolan Smith, who's their main pass rusher. And when I watch this Tennessee team, they remind me a lot of Kent State in that offense, which was able to put up almost 10 yards per attempt in the passing game against Georgia. Meanwhile, Tennessee also one of the teams in the in in, in the uh, in college football that gets rid, gets rid of the ball extremely quickly. Uh, they are masterful on the three step drop and release. So I just don't think that they're going to get to Hooker. They're just not. So uh, I, I I'm loving Tennessee getting the points. That's for sure. Also, my favorite play tomorrow. It's an early game. It's 11:30 a.m. Is Air Force minus six and a half. By the hook down, you can get it at minus 135 against Army. Why? They beat Navy, so they beat, so they've already beaten Navy. So if they beat Army, they win the Commander in Chief trophy, which is huge, is 
uber important. Okay, they've got the best rushing offense in college football. They're averaging 335 yards per game. And uh, in Navy's, uh, or I should say Army's rushing defense is just god-awful. They're giving up 200 rushing yards per game. So my favorite play is, is Air Force minus six and a half, and that's really early at 11.30 a.m. So jump on that right now. All right, quick break. We come back. We still have a lot more coming your way. Jimmy Wright from the Elias Sports Bureau is going to join us. Fat Jack, professional handicapper. Anita Marks with you as we can wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. We'll be right back. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. And without further ado, Jimmy Wright joins us from the Elias Sports Bureau. Been in business since 1916. How cool is that? We always like to recommend that you download the Elias Game Plan app. It's your ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball access for team player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, expert Elias insights, you name it. And uh, as I I like to say, really, uh, the best app out there for folks who play fantasy as well as gambling. So with that being said, Jimmy, let's uh, let's break down three games tonight. Well, we're going to break them down tonight. Obviously, they're going to be played on Sunday. Um, and uh, and let's start first and foremost with the Chargers and the Atlanta Falcons because I think the, I feel that the wrong team is favored here. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are at home. They're getting three. I like the over in this matchup, by the way. Uh, at 49 and a half share with us. What are your Elias insights with this matchup? Interesting. I'm um, interesting. You said that. So you mentioned the, the 49 and a half over under that's tied for the highest this week. Um, surprising that Atlanta top six in scoring offense. I'm excited because that offense against the Justin Herbert one Herbert in that Atlanta dome is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Anita, I know you love your fantasy football, your player prop action. So here's, here's the best thing I have for you for this game. This Atlanta defense, this Falcons defense, 32nd out of 32 teams in points allowed to wide receivers in PPR scoring, right? You mentioned this is an Atlanta home game. Chargers offense won't have Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams, he's played four home games. He averages three catches for 32 yards in his three games away averages eight catches for 122 yards. He's a completely different player from home and away. I think inside the dome, you know, on the road, the Chargers are 3-0 and against the spread on the road already. So I'm not so sure this one is off. Interesting. I just, and, and here's why. The Chargers are one of the worst teams in the NFL with yards defensively, yards after contact. Uh, you could run on them for days. And that's what Atlanta loves to do is run the football and they're expected to get Cordero Patterson back. So uh, your, your, your insights are intriguing to me, but I'm still okay. rolling. I'm still going to, I'm good. I'm still going to fly with the Falcons, even though uh, I, I'm sure Chargers fans don't want to hear that game. Number two, let's talk about the Rams and the bucks, right? Like, so this game to me is, <laughs> I, I am I'm not excited to watch this. These two teams are just got awful this season. Um, the Bucks are at home. They're favored by three. The over-under is at 42 and a half. I have a slight lean towards the Bucks, 
but I feel the play here is the under at 42 and a half. Jimmy, what does your Elias insights have to say? Yeah, I think you nailed it. Um, week nine, I, I think if we had sat down before the season, we'd have, you know, circled this game and said, these are two teams fighting at the top of the NFC. Instead, we have two bottom 10 offenses going against each other right now. Um, by points scored, LA, the Rams have not had a seven-game stretch this bad since before Sean McVay was even there. And over an eight-game span, we've never seen a Tom Brady team average such few points. So these are two really, as you mentioned, scuttling offenses. The other interesting angle in this matchup is this is a bit of uncharted territory for the Sean McVay-Matt Stafford duo. Now, since they made the trade for Stafford, they've only been underdogs five times, and that includes their run to the Super Bowl. Three and two straight up and against the spread as an underdog. But the worrying thing for the Rams is those two losses, those two failures to cover, have both been this season. So yeah, I know today the news came out, Cam Akers back at practice. I don't know that he's enough to spark the offense considering where it is, but I'm with you. I think this game is going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be a bit of an ugly game. We're just kind of kind of got to guess as to who's figuring this out first, right? As a Jets fan, I'm conditioned to think Brady will figure it out. But, hey, we're already at week nine, and they still haven't done it. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm with you. The The big thing that, uh, that, that moves the needle for me is this is a, a Rams defense, believe it or not, with Aaron Donald that has the least amount of pressure against the quarterback of all 32 teams in the NFL. And, you know, we know that Tom Brady has been struggling because he's had so many injuries to that offensive line, but you give Tom Brady all day, he'll pick you apart. So that's a big reason Mm -hmm. why I'm I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards the bucks. Last but not least third game. I want to tee up for you is the bills going up against the jets. And this is a bills team on the road favored by 11 and a half. This, this line has been fluctuating and uh, it's at 11 and a half right now. The over-under is at 46. Obviously, Zach Wilson struggling big time this season, and, and this will be his biggest challenge as of late. The Bills expected to get Tredavious White active. Not sure how much time he's going to play, if at all, in this matchup, but that would scare me if I was Zach Wilson as well. Uh, what are your Elias insights pertaining to the Bills-Jets matchup this week? Yeah, you mentioned Wilson's been struggling. The scary part is that this is uh, prime time for Josh Allen. Um, Buffalo Bills with Allen, they have been favored by double digits 12 times. They are 11-1 and in those games, and they've covered in seven of those 12 games. Um, the interesting, Another interesting angle to me for this game is that over-under. This Buffalo offense, only the Chiefs score at a higher rate. So we know this Bills team can basically score at will. They also have the best scoring defense in the NFL. So, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches there. But six of their seven games have hit the under. And in those six under games, none of them have exceeded 44 points. So, you know, this is a really good Bills defense. The Jets defense is much improved from last season. They might have the best corner duo in the NFL. You know, Sauce playing like a superstar as a rookie. DJ Reed has been really solid. Zach Wilson, I think, you know, we've seen that offense. They lost their home run hitter in Brees Hall. Wilson struggled badly against the Patriots. I can see this Jets defense 
uh, you know, keeping them in the game. I wonder how long they keep them in the game, but that might suppress that point total a little bit. Ultimately, you know, if, if the offense is leaning on Wilson, it's probably too much to ask for a win, but this is a Jets defense. that's interesting. Two strong defenses, 46. I might go under on that. Um, yeah, I think a lot, and it's interesting, right, Jimmy, because I think a lot of people are going to play the over just because of how explosive this Buffalo Bills defense, this Buffalo Bills offense is, but the Jets defense is quite good. And, and, and I don't think the Jets, I don't think the Jets offense are going to do much against the Buffalo Bills. So I'm with you. I I do like the under, under 46 in that matchup as well. Another thing I'm, you, you mentioned sauce Gardner. I'm really excited to see the matchup between Stefan Diggs and Sauce Gardner because Sauce Gardner has been absolutely tremendous to me. If if, if I had to vote right now, uh, defensive rookie of the year, to me, I would give it hands down, Sauce Gardner. So I, I'm really excited to see this matchup and and, and see if, uh, if if Stefan Diggs can have a Stefan Diggs afternoon against Sauce Gardner. I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I don't again shutting down Diggs is probably too much to ask. But even slowing down the offense a bit could just let that Jets team linger a bit, figure they're going to run the ball a lot, try to limit the amount of possessions they give to the Bills. That's Obviously, the Jets are going to try to play a slower, uglier sort of game in this one. All right. Well, I want to thank Jimmy Wright for joining us. Again, just a reminder, the Elias Game Plan app. Make sure you download it. We broke down three games for you tonight, but there is a plethora of other games and information and insights that you can find on the Elias Game Plan app. Download it. Also, you get 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription and you use the promo code ANITA25. That's A-N-I-T-A-2-5. Quick break. We come back. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, is going to join us on Weekend Wager. Uh, So stay tuned. We're going to talk NFL as well as college football. All that coming your way next right here on Weekend Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. And we're bringing in Fat Jack. You can find him at... I'm so comfortable now calling him fat. It's kind of awkward, but fat Jack, you can find him at fatjetsports.com. And so Jack, welcome in. I just spoke with, with Jimmy Wright from the Elias sports bureau. And, and so I just, I want to tee up those games for you as well. And just to see if you're on the same page with his insights, first and foremost, let's talk about the chargers in the Atlanta Falcons, right? I feel the wrong team is favored here. Atlanta's getting three. The over under is at 49 and a half now, I believe. What's your play here? Yeah, you know, I went 9-2 last weekend, so I was really flexing and dialed in. And then Monday, you know, I was looking at some long shots to win some divisions, and I thought, you know what, Cincinnati's got a good shot. And they turn around and go get, get the dumpster fired by Cleveland. Really hard to win the division when you can't beat somebody within your division who's behind you. So that looked really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing about this game. I, I think it's an easy overplay. Uh, some of the games this week – I think you look at the data we've got to this point and say, you know what, that's probably going to continue. What we know about the Chargers and Atlanta is that neither of them play defense almost at all. Atlanta, 30th in total defense, Chargers at 25th in total defense. The Five of the last six L.A. games on the road have gone over. So although I agree with exactly what you're saying, Atlanta is winning and nobody really knows how, but they're covering, they are covering numbers 
and they're going to get better. They're like a couple of these teams that have new coaches, new situations, that every week that goes by, and, and look at San Francisco, how they just made that kind of quantum leap just by getting McCaffrey, getting him into the system. Expect Atlanta to get better, and if they do, you're out in front of the curve for sure. I like over in the game, though. Give me over to 48 and a half or two really bad defenses. I like it. I like it. Um, Rams and Bucks. Four four thirty game. Everybody's going to be watching this. Tom Brady, one hundred and sixty four yards away from a hundred and hundred thousand total yards in his career, which is really remarkable. Both these teams, horrific, putrid offenses, but solid defenses. Of course, if you take away the uh, the Warren Sapp illustration that made social media this week. Uh, but with that, so so I, I just I have a, I have a lean towards the under here at forty two and a half. The Bucks are favored at home at minus two and a half. What say you? Yeah, I, I think if we're listening to Warren Sapp for our gambling information, then we probably look at the wrong place. I mean, I like if, if I listen to a hot dog eating contest, find me up. Warren Sapp, I'm calling him up. Who do you like in the hot dog eating contest? But I'm not interested in his opinion on what defense or offense is going on with either of these teams. What I do know. Is exactly what you said. Offense, very difficult to fix this time of year. It's not as easy as just, oh, my gosh, we've been doing things one way. Let's figure it out. If that was the case, the GOAT, Tom Brady, would be doing better based on X's and O's, but he, he's not because they're simply not there. They don't have the players. They don't have the playmakers. They're not on the same page, and this is not the time of year you want to have that problem. So I'm absolutely with you. You have two of the top ten defenses in the league here. In Tampa, actually, they're 10th or 11th. The Rams a little higher than that. So both of these teams, very good defenses, under the total, absolutely the right side. I lean toward Tampa. The Rams have owned this series versus the number. A little bit like last week, we had San Francisco that just had the Rams' number. They had covered five straight and really just figure out a way to get it done. The Rams are on the good side of that trend, as you're talking about going to Tampa Bay. They covered five in a row at Tampa, and they typically play really well uh, when they go out down to South Florida. So – uh, that's the hope if you're a Rams fan on a team that really looked a little bit lost, especially in the second half, especially offensively. But I'm with you. Let's go under the total. I think both of these offenses are lost really hard to fix this late in the year. I like it. Again, uh, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, professional handicapper, joining us here on ESPN. Um, just out of curiosity, right? Like, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here in New York, cover the Jets and the Giants pretty well. I just, I don't. As horrible, as horribly as Zach Wilson has been playing and how, you know, amazing the Bills have, I just, I just, I, I think it's going to be a beatdown. Like, I am not someone who, who lays double digits. I just don't. But, like, this could get ugly. And, in like, fa- I think the yeah. Bills were toying around with the Green Bay Packers last week. Bills favored by 12 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if this line goes up to 14 at kickoff. 47 is the over-under. Do you have a play here? Well, du- yeah, double-digit favorites of the NFL have been really good over the last six or seven years. So it's not a bad place to start. I'll tell that to uh, Buffalo Bills betters last week when uh, Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers for about three minutes and covered, you know, the back door was left open. He scored a meaningless touchdown, and, and uh, Green Bay got the money. The thing people don't know about Buffalo, I don't think pay enough attention to, it's how good, two things. They don't care about covering numbers necessarily. Number two, how good their defense actually is. Uh, they're, they're number three in total defense. Six of the last seven Bills games have gone under the total. So to cover these big numbers when they're consistently going under is really difficult to do. 
But I, with all that being said, I mean, and by the way, I played against the Jets. I was five and or five and one last Sunday and played against the Jets and against the Giants. So I felt like both of them were overrated. Both got got us to the window to cash some tickets. But that would be my only concern is that Buffalo, when they get up, kind of like they did against Green Bay, if and when they get up that much where they're covering two touchdowns, it is an absolute blowout. They took starters out in the fourth quarter of that game. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing that again here, and that leaves the back door open. I think uh, Wilson is much better when he's not playing a good defense. When he's playing backups, he's going to be fine. So just to lean out with you, Buffalo is much, much better than basically everybody in the league right now and definitely better than the Jets. I, I would look first half would be a, a better bet. I think they're going to beat them down in the first half. It always makes me nervous when coaches start pulling starters this time of year. So I just a lean toward Buffalo. Um, Washington news today is that Dan Snyder is, uh, is, is hired a bank of America, right. To help facilitate, uh, the, the sale of, uh, the commanders, which is really surprising. Cause I felt like he like, you know, dug his heels into the sand and said, you can't make me sell. I've got dirt on all of you, either, even Roger Goodell. But, um, but apparently that's not the case. Washington rolling with Heineke now. Uh, they're 2-0. and They're getting 3.5 against a very good Minnesota Vikings team that just added TJ Hawkinson. I'm so sick of Dan Snyder, I can't hardly see straight. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you want know, to talk about just opening his mouth and ridiculous behavior coming out of it. I mean, I don't want to go to dinner. He, he's not invited to Thanksgiving dinner, for sure. You can mark it down. He will not be at the Batch Jacks for Thanksgiving, whether the sale goes through or not, because I don't know that I could stand him. What I do like about him is his team is fighting. They fight every single time they go out, and we're getting an overvalued Minnesota team here. You realize Minnesota was 5-5 five of five in the red zone last week. Uh, they are absolutely primed for regression. When you get recent behavior where they are such at a high level, we talked about this in college with Oklahoma State a couple weeks ago, where they had just been third down converting people to death. Minnesota's on that same type of thing. They have five consecutive one-score wins. That's also going to inflate the number. They're five of the last five in the red zone last week. That's going to inflate the number. Heineke, by the way, 2-0 and with, with uh, Washington as a starter. And Heineke in the last 11 starts is 7-4 and four straight up. This dude is not a court, terrible quarterback. And that perception versus reality, we're absolutely getting value with Washington here because nobody wants to walk up and play Washington. They hate his own as much as I do, and they don't like what they do on the field. So they like Minnesota because it's a more comfortable, easy thing to do. The reality is, Minnesota's overvalued, Washington's undervalued. We're going to find some value there to take Washington plus the points. Again, Fat Jack joining us here on ESPN. Uh, let's let's run through some college football games before we let you go. Tennessee and Georgia, right? Number one, number two going at it. Georgia favored by eight. The over-under is at 66. How are you playing this? Yeah, public public service announcement on this one. If Tennessee goes out and loses by three touchdowns, they do not need to be dropping out of the top four. I want style points to count just as much with Tennessee and with Ohio State and with Michigan as they do with Alabama and Georgia. That's yeah, my right. only thing because they should lose this game. They're an eight-and-a-half underdog against arguably the best team and, by the way, defending champions. So if they go and don't get it done versus the number, I don't think that they should immediately go to the middle of the pack of the SEC. This team has a great body of work, tough spot here. I can't play against Tennessee right now. They could get beat down. Georgia stopped just about everybody, but they have looked vulnerable in a couple of spots. Tennessee seven and one against the spread their last eight games, and that back door has already been kicked off when you have that Tennessee offense. Uh, tough, tough task to go on the road and win, but I definitely like them plus the points, and I definitely think they're in the top four until for, until proven otherwise beyond this week. All right, uh, before we let you go, uh, two uh, California teams 
that are ranked in the top 10. USC hosting Cal, favored by 21. The over-under is at 60.5. Do you have a play there? Yeah, I can't play Cal under any circumstances. Lincoln Riley will get that offense going. If you can't stop them, you can't cover. They're going to play fast. USC 15-2 and two, the last 17 in the series straight up. UCLA, similar situation. I think when you get in a track meet with either one of these teams, it's going to be hard not only to win, but hard to, to stay in the game enough to cover numbers. Six of, excuse me, five of the last six UCLA games have gone over the total. They're scoring a ton of points and giving up some. Um, I like them minus the 10.5 as well as they go to Arizona State. Just the horses for courses. You get high-scoring teams against teams that can't keep up. You go ahead and lay the bigger numbers. Both California or L.A. teams are in exactly that boat. I like it. So, uh, so again, USC, you'll lay the, the, the minus 21, the over-under is at 60.5, and UCLA favored by minus 10.5, the over-under is at 66.5 as well. Any play in the Alabama-LSU game, Alabama favored by 13.5, the over-under is at 58. Any play there? Yeah, you're not getting any, any respect from LSU for what they're doing this year. It's definitely a difficult place to play in the swamp. And this Alabama team, we're going to find out really this week whether they're the Alabama of old that takes care of business when they're these double-digit favorites. Saban is incredible in this exact spot where he's giving double digits and even going on the road. They don't allow their opponents to score. But this Alabama team this year has looked a little more invincible or a little less invincible They've given up more points. They've struggled. They could have three losses at this point in the year, if not for some luck against A&M and against Texas. So I'm a little bit leery of, of leaning toward Alabama. But if you make me play it, I like the better athletes on both sides. And I certainly like the coaching matchup as well. So I go ahead and lay the number play Alabama. You got it. Uh, before we let you go, uh, as you have just fed our people, uh, I'm sure that they are still hungry. Uh, where where else can they find you? How can they find you for more play, mix for more picks and yeah. more plays? Nine and two, uh, five and one Saturday, four and one Sunday. A really Woo. strong weekend. Uh, but, but I'm telling you, I mean, you can you can uh, flex. I'm spraying my arm, pat myself on the back. So we're going to keep that going. I won Monday night. We actually won again last night. I have a play going on Wednesday. We're going to get after them all week long. So go to FatJackSports.com. Very inexpensive place. Or text your cell phone or email to you, and you'll be eating bratwurst and wiener schnitzel over the next week or so because I'm going to Munich, Germany, to uh, find Tom Brady a new girlfriend uh, while I'm over there and also win some money across the pond. So fire up for that, and everybody get, get after him this weekend. Make some money. All right. Well, I, I want to thank Fat Jack for joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Again, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him. He's heading to Germany for that next game next week, of course, as he's trying to find um, uh, you know Tom Brady, his, his new wife. Uh, by the way, just, just to share with you, I am all over Tennessee, by the way. So you're telling me that I can get the best team in the country voted for by the committee with the points, plus eight points. Meanwhile, the Heisman favorite with Hooker. Listen, Hooker and Hyatt exposed the, the Alabama secondary, put up five touchdowns against them. This Georgia defense, they're good. They're not great. And, and Nolan Smith is out, their main pass rusher. So uh, I, I'm all over Tennessee getting the points. That's how I'm playing this. So, um, and, and that game is going to be a fun one. Uh, that kickoff is at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, which, by the way, unfortunately, I am not on tomorrow. So uh, great for me. I have the day off. But, uh, but, I, but I, I do enjoy being on on Saturdays. But I am back Sunday morning, bright and early, 7 a.m., for Fantasy Forecast, full hour, 7 to 8 a.m., talking all things fantasy. And then, of course, Matthias Kiwanuka and I 
we, we start New York game day at 8 a.m. Getting you ready for that Jets-Bills matchup. That's going to be a fun one. <sighs> anyway, uh, you've been listening to We Can Wager. We Can Wager is always brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Sunday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.